Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about our look back at Nevermind. This is the one where I tell everyone about my secret game project. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about our year in game design. What worked, what didn't, and what's in the future. This is our last episode of 2018. Yeah. And good riddance to it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done with this year a lot. (laughs) I Uh, feel like often, at at the end of many years, I'm saying I'm done with this year. Uh, This year, I'm I'm managing to go out with, like, full of sickness, which is also (laughs) fun. Yeah. Yeah, that started to hit me, too, a little bit, and I'm a little worried. So if if you hear a lot of sniffling or or, uh, mucus throat noises or whatever this episode, then uh, uh, future editor James, who is past editor James, for all of you listeners... Uh, apologizes. No, no, we sound super cute. <laughs> All right. We sound great. It's amazing. Um, but so, yeah, we usually, as a network, take the last week of the year off. Um, yeah. This year, it'll be the week of the 24th or 25th. Um, and so I think the 24th is the is the Tuesday where, or maybe actually the 20th, maybe Christmas Day, 25th would be the day it's that we would Tuesday, have yeah. an episode. Um, and so we won't have an episode that week. And so we will, this will be our last episode for the year. Uh, we will mm-hmm. see you folks in the new year. Uh, I believe the first Tuesday of the month that we will have an episode will be the 8th. Yes, I think so. Because... Um, now that doesn't mean that you can't get some other Stop, Hack, and Roll content. Um, between yeah. then and now, there will be, uh, what, two, three Protean Cities? I think so, yeah. Um, two. I no, am three. intending to continue three. to do my Wednesday Game Talk streams, game design streams. Yeah. Start on twitch.tv slash Dr. Captain Cobalt. I'm going to be probably skipping the 26th or maybe working on additional stuff the 27th. Maybe we'll do a big day of streaming the 27th. We'll yeah. see. So yeah, this is, so this is going to be a little bit of an episode. Because I think this is a thing we have done in the past, which is that on this final day of the year or on this, this last episode of the year, we do a little bit of a, um, a talk about like where we are and uh, what happened this year. And so I think we're going to try a thing that is the way that, like, we have started doing uh, business reviews in at, at work now okay. where we look back and, and uh, we're just going to see how this goes. And if running this episode like a business meeting works out, maybe we'll do this business meeting-y style thing at the end of every year. Um, but we're going to run through and just talk about, like, 2018, what were the, the good things that happened in our game design? What were the bad things that happened? And then talking, looking forward to the future, talk about 2019 and what are our plans, that sort of thing. Sounds great to me. Um, the only other thing that I did want to hit before we get into that is that our Patreon is currently sitting at $134 a month. Uh, oh, man. Of, of course, $150 a month is the next big goal, and that is the... We will, we will do this episode, or not this episode, but an episode of Stop, Back, and Roll uh, live. Yeah, which I think will be fun. Um, yeah, I've we'll been prob- getting used to doing some of those streamy things, <laughs> and it's cool. Yeah, we'll probably do, I think I was thinking about this more today, uh, the way we'll end up doing it is if you are already a Patreon backer, well, actually, every, well, yeah, if you are a Patreon backer, then we'll do like a um, an early stream in a, okay. in a private Discord channel. Uh, which is where we normally before the episodes, we kind of get together and talk about stuff and sort of warm up our voices and and do all that stuff, the planning bits. And then as soon as we're about ready to like get going on the episode, we'll launch the Twitch stream and then you'll just get to see the raw, uncut uh, stop, hack and roll experience. Which sometimes is really similar to the 
the full experience. We just have some <laughs> jokes we cut out and like a lot of stuttering removed. Yeah. Really early on when we were not as good at podcasting, the un, the like the raw experience was very different than the edited experience. But these days, really, the, the what, it's getting closer and closer. Um, the other part of that will also be that I will edit the that episode live. So you should you be interested in seeing the the whole process from beginning to end, then you'll be able to see that. And I'll I'll sit around and I'll talk about how I do my editing for this. And 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 basically, what I do for this is the similar for what I do for Protean City. So if you're interested in audio editing, you'll be able to see that. Yeah. So shall we jump into the good? Sure. Is this how what? we do this? Yeah. What first do what? we send Jenkins to get us some coffees? No. Uh, I mean, do you have a, a butler? Oh no! I thought that was maybe a business thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, oh, we, okay. we're 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 a small two person network. Uh, we do not have employees or PAs well, you said, or. You said you want to do this like a business, James. I know, like a business, not actually as a business. All right, I'll send you a memo. <laughs> uh, um, look good. Yeah. So what what went well this year for you? Uh, well, my ash can dropped. Yeah. Which oh, that's right. It's, is baffling to me that that was this year. Yeah. Like, it seems like so much time has gone by since then. But I think that was this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was like, I think Dreamation was the first time that it was out available publicly. Which would and be like which would February. Be February, December. Or yeah. Um, I yeah. always remember that being last Minotopia, and that's wrong. But it wasn't quite. Uh, like, I remember the time when... Um, when your ash can was out, being Metatopia, not Dreamation. Yeah, yeah. I have just my brain has uh, incorrectly filed all of those memories as Metatopia, not Dreamation. Well, it was meant to be Metatopia, and then it just didn't quite line up. Uh, okay. Uh, so it ended up being Dreamation. Well, but yeah, so, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and uh, since then I've been doing a whole bunch of writing, a whole bunch of improving. The game is so much better now than it used to be. Uh, even since the playtests at this Metatopia, it's improved. So it's really cool. Um, I was actually just having the opportunity to rewrite part of one of the playbooks and going like, oh, this playbook now makes sense and is cool. <laughs> As opposed well, to just being good. like a little bit dry before. I'm, I mean, I started Rad Crawl, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, and that um, has been progressing super quick. Super quick, way faster than I anticipated. Turns out I uh, have played a couple of D&D games. Um <laughs> And that maybe carries over and helps a little bit. Yeah. Like, I had an hour and 15 minute stream where I wrote uh, six cards, which doesn't sound super impressive until you realize that that's like more than 25% of the minimum viable product. Yeah. And like 6%, I guess, of the final product. Uh, obviously, I want to play test and stuff like that before release, but it's it should come together really easily, it seems. Yeah, and I think that, that that is also because of the way that that game is structured. You're looking at, like, once you hit that point where it's playable, well, then it's, like, really easy to, like, get other new content because you can kind of just throw yeah. it in and see how it works. Exactly. In this early stage before it's playable, that's where you're like, I think this will work, but I'm not positive. Yeah. my The first playtest is going to answer so many questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I might be able to manage to do in, like... No, that's the future. That's the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the future. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, 
So what, what besides those two games, were there any other things that you worked on or made strides on this year? Any sort of, uh, I don't know, personal growth as a game designer? In terms of design stuff, that's pretty much what I've exclusively been working on. I did get invited to be a stretch goal on uh, Jeff Stormer's Mission Accomplished game that I'm that's really cool. excited about that. And that, but, that hit that, right? Did it? Yeah, it hit that. So we, so I'm going to be producing it and getting that uh, piece together. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you also got, did... S- sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you also did some early work on um, some costume change concepts for that's masks. True. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, that's not a game, but it's still a thing that's important. Yeah, that hasn't that hasn't gone very far except for being in Protean City. Yeah. Um, which, you know, and that's kind of one of those projects that is like, yeah, it's chugging along nicely. I'm enjoying it a lot. Stop mm-hmm. back and roll. It's chugging along nicely. I'm enjoying <laughs> it a lot. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I, I guess I have tried to uh, kind of claim some space in the uh, Latinx game community. Yeah. And start, like, uh, trying to help push some of the idea of, like, Comunidad and Latinidad and, like, being together for each other. Um, like, Metatopia had, for the first time, a Latinx panel. Um, and just, like, having these different things with people reaching out to each other, I think, is really good and really important. Yeah, that's definitely... It's been cool to watch that grow. And I think that this year was the year that it really started to click, at least mm-hmm. from my point of view. And I started to see things, like, where it wasn't just, like, you and one other person. It was, like, you and, like, four or five other people. And yeah. That's fun. Our our trip after the Latinx panel where we took over that empanada place was like <laughs> an impressive group of people. Cool, cool, cool. What have what have I been working on this year? Yeah, um, let's hear your goods. Um I I don't I have not worked on as many games, and so we're gonna cover that in in the bad section. <laughs> but like I, I think that the experience that I had running a space between at Metatopia this year. Yeah. Is is an enormous was an enormous good for me. That's um, awesome. I didn't really like it was I didn't I again I'm gonna not I'm not gonna talk about the things I didn't do. But I did <laughs> I did I did some game design with it. Um I I I had struggled for a while to find how I think that it should be arranged. Uh, okay. We talked about that before with the whole like the the flow of information. But I took a risk yeah. and I restructured the whole game as a as a card game, and yeah. it really paid off. and And I think that for me, the thing that was like the biggest good was just the that 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 it told really interesting stories. And there were yeah. and there were those like weird catch up moments where like or where where the mechanics would get in the way or something wouldn't quite work. But the but like really the big win was seeing all of the prompts that I had come up with um, come together and really just work. And that's awesome. And sort of like I I was very concerned the first after the first Minotopia because the people that I played with were yeah. like some of the highest quality gamers that mm-hmm. I had ever played with. Which is not to say that, that isn't true of the second Metatopia, um, but there's just that when you when you've only playtested your game with like two groups of people, there's that little bit of a like was this did this work because my high test was like some really mm-hmm. cool people that I have a lot of respect for and they could play a game based off of like the back of a cereal box that you handed them, 
Yeah. Or or did my game help them tell a good story? And so yeah. to just like get more people in front of it. I think last year I only did I only did the high test and another test. So doing three tests in total this year was like I put a lot of people in front of my game and which is hard because it's a two player game. And so like you're only ever usually doing two or four player tests. And so to to get more people, I'm now like pretty confident that that game works. That's awesome. That is a huge that is a huge good. Yeah, 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 and 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 that I can also like I came and I came out of it again like last year I came out of Metatopia seeing a clear path that I had to take forward. I had yeah. I had some things that I wanted to try. I was pretty sure they were going to work and that they were going to dramatically improve the game. And when I put those things into place, I was really nervous as I started to like <laughs> pull together those things. I was really nervous that I was like there was a moment before. Um, before Metatopia, where I was really concerned that I was breaking my whole game. <laughs> and we can talk about that in my in the bad. Um, but <coughs> seeing it work and seeing it all come together was good. And and that, that I came out of this Metatopia with another clear path forward of like, this is the thing that I need to try to make work for next year. Uh, That's is, amazing. Was, was a big good. Um, That's really fantastic. Yeah, we did a. Other than that, um, I have not done a ton of work. I started some. Le- I started like, weirdly, even though last year, this year was supposed to be the year of finishing things. I ended up starting more things, I think, than I finished. Um, I laid a lot of groundwork. <laughs> I didn't like make a whole ton of progress on the Wielder playbook for masks, but I started it and I laid a lot of groundwork and I did a lot of research for it. Um, yeah, I write a lot of comics that I think are going to help me going forward with that. And we yes. actually played more masks, which is good. Um, <laughs> always, always playing more masks. We made some baby steps forward on the race engine game, which I still, mm-hmm. I still want to find. It's still not quite there, yeah. but, uh, which is why we didn't bring it to Metatopia. But I, I want to do some more work on that. Um, I like where it is, and I want to keep pushing forward on that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'll get to this more in the future segment. But like I did do some more groundwork for the um, this this other game that I'm working on uh, that's going to be yeah. a Blades in the Dark hack that I am going to be continue being coy coy and secretive about, but uh, somehow also talk about a lot in this game uh, in this in this episode. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's been my goods, I think. Great. Let's talk about right. the bad a little bit. The bad. Uh- so writing a game is hard. Yeah. Uh, writing a book is worse. Um, there are so many things that I really enjoy in game design, and sitting down to write the actual book is not one of them. Um, it's been something that like takes up uh, just a ton of time, needless to say, yeah. but it's also really stressful to try to get everything worded just perfectly and everything like that. So that's just been this, like kind of big stress I've been working my way through mm-hmm. uh, on the game. Uh, because needless to say, I want Pasión de las Pasiones to be really good, really really playable, really perfect. Like, people have given me a ton of really positive feedback on the Ashcan, and I think that the full book should be better than the Ashcan. Yeah, yeah. Um. Additionally, I had probably uh, six weeks of work on the keys system, for Pasión de los Pasiones, that I was looking at a new system of doing experience mm-hmm. that just straight up did not work. Mm. And so it was 
fully removed Ooh. after just a couple play tests with it because it was not gonna happen not the right gonna way. Happen. That's rough. I didn't yeah, know that. The, the replacement rule for that ended up being one sentence long. So, <laughs> hey, uh, man. So, well, so that was brutal. We talked, I mean, we think we had an episode about that early on of just like, sometimes you've got to go down a path in game design yeah. and then it's just going to like, it's going to feel right and then it's going to like suddenly be like so obvious that it's not working Yeah, and you've just got to be okay and and accept that you've learned something. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also been uh, just a ton of online streaming stuff that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted to start playing games online with people in part because I've got all of these amazing friends online that I just don't get to hang out and play with ever. Yeah. And so being able to play with them would be phenomenal. And like, theoretically I could figure out a time to do that, but I haven't been able to. Yeah. Uh, That's hard. Which part of that has been being (laughs) extremely busy, uh, like with things, for example, trying to write that book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there, there, there's a part of me that's like, when I'm done writing Passion, I'm going to be able to do so many things. But to bounce back to the good a little bit, you did start doing those weekly streams. That's and true. A, and a big part of learning how to do that was like learning the basics of how Streamlabs OBS works. Yeah. How do you like even practically set up a Twitch stra- stream? Uh, how do you talk people up? Like, I think, didn't you make um, affiliate? Yes. Yeah, that's true. So, that like, that you, is a good I. And I had affiliate status on Twitch. Yeah, and I've started doing some like laying the groundwork of what like what a, of making f- scenes and stuff like that for for OBS. Yeah. So that when we want to do like a Protean City stream or something like that, like we did we did a Q and A stream that was some of that stuff. Like we we've laid yeah. a lot of the we haven't necessarily done the streaming that we were interested in doing, but we've laid a lot of the groundwork for it. So that yeah. moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Um. Another thing I really was hoping I could get kind of done this year was uh, a next version of Luchador Aton. Mm. And I haven't picked it up. I haven't even touched it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of like, Ugh, when am I going to get a chance to do this? <laughs> and maybe the answer is not. Yeah, because, or like, after uh, the big game you're making. Or after Passion, yeah. Um, I think, I think you, like, you are... Go. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think you are like in that final phases of making a big game where you yeah. have to like start being like, okay, well I can't, I can't do other stuff yeah, that I definitely. thought I was going to be able to balance. Cause I've got to focus on this big thing, Absolutely. which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Cause like, I'm excited for it. I love Pasión los Pasiones. I can't wait for it to be done so that people can play the finished product of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but up until then it's going to be like, all right, that takes my time. And so, like, I can do, I can do like an occasional stream where I work on Radcrawl or something like that, because it's an hour that I would be streaming anyway. Yeah. And so it doesn't really take away from work, because I, I don't want to stream writing Passion. I would it would make me completely nonproductive. <laughs> well, and also I bet that streaming something unrelated to Passion would help, like, sort of clear your brain out, think about something, yeah, D and D and goofy and stuff, and then come back to the. The, the the telenovela I hope so it's been it's been a nice little distraction yeah um, but that's, that's more or less my the bads I think 
Yeah, uh, for me, most of my bads all sort of fit in this one big category of I did not do as much game design as I wanted to. Um, mm. I have always... This is going to be like a really weird thought process, but <laughs> but if like <laughs> but the way that I think about this podcast in particular is that like like I I always I always see myself as a podcaster first and a game designer second. Okay. And that a lot of my role here is to sort of like facilitate conversation and ask the right questions. And and that I and that I game design as a as a way of helping facilitate some of those questions. But even given that, I still didn't do enough of the game design that I wanted to do. And I kind of like I put stuff off. I didn't do the as much work on a space between as I would have liked. And when I got to Metatopia this year, I had a game that I was I was confident with. And that I liked and stuff, and but running it with people and seeing it really work, like last year it worked, but this year it really worked. Yeah, sort of like it. It bit me in in, in that like I think this is this is why I like game design. This is what I like, um, getting those interesting stories out. And I wish that I had done more of this and not just waited all to the last minute. And so a, <laughs> a big part of my 2019 future stuff is like making sure that I'm laying out time specifically to do that. And like, I spend a lot of my time editing this podcast and protein city. And I want to like try to make sure that I'm being efficient with that time so that I can also say that here's the time to plan. Here's the time to edit. And then leftover, I have this time to do some game design because yeah. like I really do want to I have this other idea for this Blades in the Dark Blades in the Dark hack and I really want to like make it playable. Maybe not yeah. by Metatopia, but I want to bring something with it to Metatopia just to test out like there are chunks of, like Blades in the Dark is a very like modular system type game so I could even bring like another piece of it and let people play something. Nice. So that's kind of my that's been my biggest bad is just like organizing my game my my game design life and my podcasting life to make sure that I've got time to do the things that I that I like have wavered back and forth on like do I want to be a game designer do I want to or like like not not like I I know that I am a game designer I have games that I have designed but like do I want to spend time uh putting hours of my life towards that and yeah, yeah. coming out of metatopia like going into metatopia I was kind of like eh maybe but coming out of Metatopia, I was like, yes, I want to do that's, this. I need to spend more time. That's awesome. Um, so that's that's that. Cool. Um, I mean, that's, that's that's kind of like my bad is all one big thing. Um, mm -hmm. Some of my bad, some of that associated with that is that like my workspace is an absolute nightmare. And so making sure that I am building an area in my life. Uh, physically where I can sit and do game design you know a place that isn't like a, a like a literal war zone um, <laughs> is important um, because I think that some of my game design woes have come out from that like if my if the space around me is chaotic then my brain space will be chaotic yeah and so I making that. sure that I have spaces that are less chaotic that I can work in is also part of that yeah, changing over from like doing a lot of work on a tablet to doing a lot of work on a consistent computer made a huge difference for me in terms of how I was getting 
made a yeah. huge difference for me in terms of how much I was getting done. Yeah, I think that that's definitely true. For me, it's my desk. My desk. I need to buy a new desk. I need to clean the desk. I need to orient it in a way that it is less. It's it's frankly it's been set up for like to optimize watching TV or playing video games, and I need to sort of yeah. arrange it more in a way that is uh, it's more designed for game design and doing work. Yeah, I need to. I'm gonna need to reorganize my desk setup also because uh, hopefully I'm gonna be getting some new streaming equipment. Yeah, so that I actually look good in streams. We'll see. So let's talk about the future. Let's not, yeah. Let's stop being like, bumming ourselves out talking about the bad stuff. Let's oh, talk about the I'll future. Say, I'm I'm not bummed out. Like the stuff that is bu- that is bad is like we prioritized other things and yeah. there were important things to prioritize. Yeah. So I think even the bad is like like especially for me, I often sh- like when I wasn't choosing to spend my time doing game design, I was choosing yeah. to spend my time editing Party and City or planning Party and City and like I'm super happy with how that podcast is yeah and and so i just need to like trust that it's gonna that i can do it faster and better and like and and then make time and like that's an achievable goal it's not like my 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 bads were not that some great hurdle appeared and and forced me to prevent forced me to stop doing game design that in a way that is a movable object so (laughs) So the future. Yeah. So why don't we talk about a couple things? Let's let's yeah. do let's talk about the future in terms of um, the podcast and streaming and those sorts of goals, and then okay. maybe talk about um, your personal goals in terms of your game design and that sort of stuff. Sure. So we've talked a little bit about where we want to take this podcast because yeah. we definitely <laughs> like one of the things that I like about it is that it has evolved as we have evolved. Um, and, and, and so I don't, I don't really necessarily have a, a distinct plan for where we want, where we want to take it. But like when we started, if you look back, all of our early episodes are like really big picture things. Like, can you even yeah. do this? Like, how would you even do this? Like, how can you make games more inclusive? How can you bring technology to the table with you? How can you do X, Y, and Z? And then like starting in the second year and, and last year, it's been more like, like let's work on this little piece of mechanic. Let's let's talk about this game and how you can hack it. And then in the last like six months, it's been a lot of like let's just do some game design. Yeah, <laughs> in a cool way and like, and I think that that is good. Yeah. And and so I don't know about you, but one of the things that I've wanted to do is like I want to play around with the format that we record in. Um, hack the format. Hack the format and and do things like. Do episodes where we just sort of check in on our game design. Do episodes like this, maybe quarterly instead of yeah. yearly, where we talk about what's been good, what's been bad, so that like that that cycle is a little faster. Yeah, and yeah. and um, do episodes where we do straight up game design. Maybe do a whole like three month period where we just work on the same game together. Let's maybe let's do a whole couple. Let's do a series of episodes where we work on Luchadora Tone. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, and I also like. I like I've talked about doing some streaming um, and you've do you've been doing some streaming and (laughs) I wouldn't hate taking those and like not everyone can make those streams and not everyone can sit in front of a computer. Um, I have like toyed with the idea of taking those like if you have 10 minutes 15 minutes out of your stream that it's like more hyper game design focused and then you're spending the rest of the game whatever doing um, yeah 
uh, video gaming or, or if you're spending the whole game streaming, <laughs> maybe we grab that audio and release that as an episode or grab a couple of them and release them as an episode um, just to yeah, get more think, people, more different kinds of content. Yeah, I think that could definitely be fun. Um, some of some of what I do on the stream is like uh, just directly sitting there and doing game design work, which yeah. is simultaneously like cool and fun and like what we're interested in doing and also is like a little mind numbing. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to I, pick carefully for that. But I also I also think there is a portion of our audience who is here for that. That yeah, that's that is true. like it's helpful to them as people who are doing game design themselves to hear the way that your brain functions as you sort of speak out loud and do the game yeah. design. Which, which is, is like, exactly why I'm doing yeah, streaming with that. Yeah, yeah. And I and I want to start doing some streams where I talk about organizing my life because like again my hurdles are all in the in mostly in organizing and making sure that i'm getting the stuff that i need to get done done so that i can plan the rest of my time to be game design time and yeah i think there's a big part of game design life that is organizing all of that and making sure your hours are getting sort of properly allocated and yeah definitely so I think that there's I think that there's some stuff that's there. We may start doing like I said some mini episodes or something like that. And um and really I think that this is like kind of the place where I'm going to just say like what are you interested in? Like yeah. format aside, like what do you want to hear from us? Definitely hit us up because that is the kind of thing that helps us to target the show in a way to make it hopefully more helpful. Yeah. Um so b- beyond game designer, there are other things that you also want to try to do streaming. Um, like I said, I want to start doing, um, some of the, some of like my, my organizational stuff, maybe okay, yeah, either, yeah. even just for either game design or for podcasting in general. Um, yeah. I, I love the idea of audio editing streaming. I'm not yeah. sure in practice how well it works. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just not sure that it's, uh, it's interesting. Again, it's yeah. just kind of like, it's kind of like director commentary i guess (laughs) which people do watch so i've watched like one director commentary of (laughs) it okay well i've watched a lot of director commentary but admittedly it was like 15 hours because it was lord of the rings trilogy but um so where where do you see your streaming going in the future so so i definitely want to keep on doing some game design streaming. I think that game design streaming is working really well for like the kind of game that Rad Crawl is. I don't know if it'll always be a good choice, but I think for now, for the project I'm working on, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I also want to get more like actual gaming stream happening. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really like playing games and I love playing masks and I would play more masks, but I also would play other games and like, I would love to see more streams happen that just let me play a bunch of different games, right? Yeah, we've talked in the past about we have this really cool meta narrative with Protean City that it, yeah. it, with with the, sort of the conceit that it is a re, it is a pseudo real world publishing company that's making comics and so we can kind of do things with other masks streams or mediums and yeah. say this is just another comic book line. Um, yeah, and and so we we've toyed with that a little bit. I know you have talked a little bit about uh, in the sort of final weeks and months of your game design process for Passion needing more playtesters. Yes, definitely. I definitely need to get more playtesting done, and that's just always a big question mark. Um, yeah, 
my hope is that I can can do some of those on streams because that is an additional source of hype, an additional source of feedback and everything like that. So those are kind of the big things with that. I've got another little like mini project that is kind of designed to help me get smaller amounts of game time mm-hmm. that like semi connect to each other in some kind of ways, but it's mostly like trying to make a response to the I don't have enough time to play games mm-hmm. situation because I, I do have enough time to like hop online for an hour sometimes. And so being able to do something with that, I'm trying to like line up some stuff for that. That'll hopefully be launching first quarter 2019. Yeah. And one of the things that I like really want to do um, in terms of format for this podcast and for content we make for this is just to always make sure that um, like if we if we do some some creative masks thing, or if we do whatever this like your new project, um, that we are sort of spending time here talking about the back end of those things because often like it's to be completely like to be honest, it is it's James and Brandon like we're never gonna we're almost probably never gonna do something that's just like the game as is. We're always gonna do oh, something yeah. interesting to hack <laughs> it or make it different. Um, and make it interesting for streaming. And so I want to, I think those are all interesting game design opportunities for even though for us, it's just like, let's play a game and play with our friends. Mm -hmm. But for, from, from this podcast point of view, it's like, let's talk about the interesting things that we are doing. Yeah. Even before we decided that Protean City was going to be a podcast, we were already building that weird masks thing. Cause that, that mask <laughs> that was going to start connecting to oh, yes, a yes, future yes. apocalypse world game. And yeah, we're gonna make true, big yeah. timeline. It, it connected to our urban shadows game. Yes, that is true. So yeah. we're just, we're just like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. So where, what else? Uh, there's, there's also a part of me that wants to start making some like, so you know how there's those little short, uh, GM advice videos mm-hmm. for D and D. It'll be like yes. five, ten minutes, and it'll be like, oh, here's how to play this class in D&D. Here's how to do this thing, blah, 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 blah. That is way less prevalent in indie gaming. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to make some of those. I feel like it would be super fun. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely I don't true. Know. I have no idea if there's any market for it. could be that that is not super common because there isn't a lot of market for it. But, like, I could talk excitedly about how to GM for any of the masks playbooks for five to 10 minutes and have it be like a little chunk of time and done. Yeah. So I think that that definitely that is good. Idea. I think that that's very interesting. Um, and that just gets me one step closer to becoming a indie story game, uh, lifestyle vlogger, which is my ultimate goal for 2019. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, have definitely had some de- other weird uh, ideas of we have had some really interesting conversations. Like, so what, what interests me about podcasting is yeah. the storytelling. That's what, it's the same thing that interests me about uh, playing games in general. And so I love the idea of storytelling in new and interesting ways. And so I'm always yeah. kind of like keeping my eye out for ways to do that. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't know. I, I, I want to work on some more ideas for that. Maybe as a video stream. I love the, like, um, is it, um, is it V heart or Vi heart? 
um, who does the like um, drawing on a whiteboard um, or mm. drawing on a pen yeah. and paper or something like that and animating like live sort of live animating the things that they are talking about. Um, I would love that to do super cool. I would love to do that with like just kind of crappy stick figures while talking about <laughs> masks adventures or whatever. <laughs> that could be fun. Maybe. I mean, I hear everyone's doing it, so maybe I should just start a character creation podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> those are big right now. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. Um, I mean, they are huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I want to, I want to find some other, some other thing. That's just um, as a project to work on. I don't know. That's just coming yeah. to me right now. No, that I I get that. There's I'm I'm constantly battling off different projects that I want to work on. Um, and like one thing that I feel like I need to do is is focus on setting down when when different projects are happening. Mm-hmm. So I can go like this is a project for X times. This is a project for Y times. Yeah. Just to fit it into my day properly. <laughs> and to also like go like, hey, uh, I can't do all these. Yeah. Which is it's fine. okay if this project goes on the back burner for three months, six months, whatever. Yeah. The biggest, um, one of the biggest pieces of any kind of organizational structure for planning your life, productivity stuff. Yeah. Um, every productivity scheme always has some sort of a someday maybe thing. Where you just like yeah. write stuff down and say, I can't do this right now, but this is the thing I want to do in the future and I'm going to make time for it then. And that when you are finding yourself with time, then you can go to that and say, what are some of these ideas? Oh, this one's cool. I like that. Yeah. I'll do that I one. think that that's another thing is I need to just get my, my ability to work on stuff organized because like, man, I pre-organized <laughs> for rad crawl. Yeah. And holy crap, I made a whole lot of progress all at once. Well, I can definitely help with that. That's what I'm awesome. good, I'm good at. It's the doing the stuff part that I'm not so great at. <laughs> it's the planning stuff that I'm good at. I'm not great at planning stuff. Um, so what other... I know that we just sort of said, like, hey, maybe you need to focus on Passion. Um, <laughs> but what other games do you want to work on in 2019? Well, my hope is that Passion more or less finishes in 2019. Okay. Um, I mean, there might be, I don't know what the Kickstarter is going to look like or yeah. what's going to be on it exactly. So there might be some there. I could see a potential for content in 2020, but my hope is that 2019 it's done and people are playing the full version Yeah, with everything. Right. Um, so after that though, so after that, I think. After that, I'm super into Rad Crawl right now. Okay. Um, which I know is like kind of a cheap answer because I've been talking about that already. But I think this game has a lot of potential to be a weird little new niche. Yeah. Like being able to have a game that's like, hey, let's play for an hour, and you know that it doesn't really matter how it goes, and you're playing a little you you get to just play the D and D characters that you are used to playing and kind of want to play and go back to get a little bit of nostalgia mm-hmm. and then like just play up big personalities and then end it. Yeah. Seems like fun to me. Yeah. And like, I think it has some viability also as like a longer term project that I can keep on updating. Yeah. Like I was just thinking this week, Oh man, maybe next year I'll be able to put out a set of uh Christmas themed rad crawl. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, objects. Yeah. 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 
And and the, I think that that some of the organization that you've done to plan for it of like laying out that yeah. here are the different types of objects and stuff like that that will make it even easier going forward to be like all right let's add a couple more of these a couple more of those absolutely and, or to hand off and say here to someone else and say here are the types of objects here is roughly how you go about building them build me yeah. some of these things because because another thing that I would love to do with this like is figure out some kind of a you know licensing system right like i'd love it if people are able to go oh i want to make some cards for this yeah and then be able to make some cards for this that have like the the right backing and everything like that um ideally in a way that like people are able to just be pretty free with it yeah because that's fun that's good yeah exactly and also maybe even not just handing it off to other people but collaborating yeah I know that I... Sorry, go ahead. I just know that I would love to work on something for it at some point, um, and I'm pretty good at coming up with ideas, but I'm awful at moves. So <laughs> so maybe we collaborate sometime, and I'll help come up with a lot of, uh, of new things, and then we I'd can love work to. together on the moves. Yeah, that, that sounds great. I know that, um, that I'm trying to... That, that, that there's a definite interest in an all my fantasy children oh, yeah. uh, expansion of some kind. I saw some of that the, world is just so full. Yeah. I saw some of the, the Twitter talk of that and I got really excited. Yeah. yeah. I want that. Also, I can just be ridiculously self-indulgent because, which is like something I really love to do in gaming and just in general, like it was occurring to me that I could make with the way that uh drive through cards does cards. Yeah. You can just, order some cards for yourself. You don't need to put them up for sale. Yeah. So you can do like limited edition cards and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I hate this and I love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I'm definitely make people cards for their birthday if they like rad crawl. Nice. Yeah. I know that's a lot of how, people, how a lot of people do um, early card game design where you just yeah. throw up the different designs and then order the print for yourself. And then there's a version you can test with and it's not yeah, crazy expensive. That's pretty much my intention with, I mean, like, my initial intention is printing pieces of paper and cutting them out. The free method. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of printing out cards, um, <laughs> that is definitely where uh, Space Between is going next year. I think that, yeah. uh, that cards are where it's staying. I think that maybe I nice. need to split the deck into thirds or something like that. But that my goal is to do exactly that, actually, for next Metatopia, so that awesome. I have like an actual like nicer looking card deck. That's fantastic. Um, I need to figure out some of those problems with communicating okay. information, which is stuff that I've been thinking about and is not a hurdle that's immovable. Um, it's yeah. something that I can... I'll I'll solve that problem I think pretty easily. Um, I want I was I was a little to jump <laughs> to, to jump back to the bads a little bit. I was a little I was going into Metatopia. I was thinking that the game would be able to switch back and forth between being two players and being four players seamlessly. Yeah. And I just don't know that it will. I think it's okay. going to need another set of cards. It's going to need an okay. expansion of some sort to just be four players. Now, if that's is that something that I can include into the core game, that's something that I have thought about. Um, that maybe yeah. you just like you have a set of cards that get shuffled into the regular event cards that are sort of like yeah. world events, 
and or setting events. And then when you are playing with four players, maybe you shuffle that deck by itself and okay. and have that as a separate set, a set of cards that you draw separately. Um, but maybe it's its own deck of cards that doesn't work with the two-player game at all, and you have to buy the four-player game expansion to play four players. I don't know. I have to figure that out. Yeah. it's Figuring out those different pieces of it are Big. simultaneously, like, where some of the biggest game design is happening, and also, like, where you're just making kind of a call on what you want it to be. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so... It could be that your decision is, no, this is a two-player game. Yeah. Fine. I would love for it to be a four-player game out of the box. And when I was looking at 50 to 100 cards of prompts, that was starting (laughs) to look like it wasn't possible. But now that I can probably drop the prompts down from 50 a little bit, um, maybe I can include some of them at being world event cards and make make like a deck for playing four players that is included in the core game but is not used when you play two players or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that could be. How many cards wait, how many cards total were you looking at? So I had about 40 cards for the hauler and that was okay. like twice as many as I thought I needed. And okay. I had 50 cards for the uh the the, the lighthouse and that was like yeah. half as many cards as I thought I needed. Now, okay. I have backed away from some of those things that required me to have twice as many cards. So 50 yeah. is now more a uh, more uh doable solution. But okay. if I have like if I have about 50 earth cards and a, or 50 lighthouse cards and about 40 um hauler cards, then that leaves me about 10 event like earth event cards uh or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's not bad. And that's not bad. It uh, leaves it about 100 cards. Um yeah. and you end up with like a, an earth deck and a space deck. Yeah. And that's not bad, I think. I think I think mine is going to be about 100 cards for the base set. Yeah. But I've now realized that my cards have to be tarot-sized cards. Yeah. They're not going to fit on regular playing cards, mm. which is so obnoxious. Well, but it looks cool. And It'll look cool. Yeah. yeah. And that's the kind of thing, too, where that, like, I think you said it's like 12 to $14 or whatever to print the cards on uh, on DriveThru. Uh, it is, or is it it's, more expensive it's for the priced tarot? per card. Yeah. I think it's like seven cents a card. Oh, okay. For the regular cards and like 14 cents a card for the tarot cards. But that's the kind of thing too, where you could start selling it that way, see how people are interested. And if it does yeah. like take off, find an actual card printer and you'll yeah. get better than seven cents a card. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if, if if Radcrawl explodes, then maybe I run a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about a little bit, because we are coming up to the end of this hour, I believe. Yeah. Um, is my my crazy secret project. Um, and so I'm going to do some some sort of, I guess, hurdle jumping to, to not give away too much of what it's about. Although we are at the point where I'm going to need to start doing some actual game design, and I'm going to need to start talking yeah. about that game design on this podcast. So I do not imagine this secrecy is going to last too far into 2019. Why don't you just tell the people? <sighs> because <coughs> of reasons. Um, I guess I can tell people. Because I think some of the planning is, is relevant. I'm fine with that. Do you think I should tell people? I think there's no reason not to. Okay. Then let's talk about this game that I want to make. 
I am working on a game, or I am going to be working on a game that is a Blades in the Dark hack that is about, or at least I think it's going to be a Blades in the Dark hack. It may end up being like um, Mutants in the Night, where it's like, it's a Blades engine game, but it's actually so far that it's not really easy to call it a hack anymore. Um, and And it is going to be about playing Mission Control for a space uh, service, not service, um, either playing some kind of a space um, organization, a space organization. And so like my idea is to play, is to make it a game where you are playing members of the mission control team who are helping to plan and launch rockets. Really what I want to try to capture is Apollo 13, like the movie Apollo 13, um, where you there are people on in spaceships and there are people behind the consoles and everyone is kind yeah. of working together to solve these problems. And my idea is that basically like the GM, it, like you are all playing characters on the ground and you are you all have different responsibilities and different stations. And I um and I have some ideas for how the Blades in the Dark system that builds the uh, the the thieving crews will be either the spaceship or the launch facility and you'll have systems to monitor the way that you have like, uh, I think that the, the whole um, uh, relationship thing where your thieving guild and the different organizations in the blades in the dark universe is going to end up being the systems in the spaceship and how well they are working with each other and how they are likely to break and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, And that you will be like, and the, and that sort of thing. And so I and so one of the things that I've been doing is like putting together lists of like movies like The Right Stuff and Apollo 13 and yeah. Hidden Figures and um uh The First Man just came out and I went and watched that or things like maybe uh Armageddon uh <laughs> where it's like the same idea but a little bit goofier. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like read books and watch things on that subject. Um and I want to see how that goes. I think that there's something there. And I totally uh, think there is. Yeah. And I, I think that it's interesting. And sort of like, I've had some early conversations with people about like, I have some big hurdles. Like, it is all about how do you make people, and then now you can go back and listen to all the podcasts we did about this. <laughs> um, like, how do you make people care about characters that are not their characters who are off screen and probably never seen in the game. Like if you are mission control people and the space shuttle explodes, then that like comes back to bite you in the sense that like your boss is mad and like your characters are responsible for those deaths. But like maybe you didn't even ever meet those astronauts and you've got to keep going and launch another rocket. I think that, players that are the right kind of players for the game will care. Yeah. And you don't need to make that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not super worried. It's just like, uh, how do I make it? How do I make it work? And also this is my first like big game project where I'm trying to like make a whole game that isn't like based around one mechanic where you're playing teen dinosaurs. Yeah. And even like a space between essentially has one mechanic. Um, and it's a very small game that I'm not like, I'm not super worried because it's all story and no mechanic. And this will be the yeah. first game where I'm really like looking at mechanics and how they work with each other. So, which should be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bringing those mechanics back here 
will be interesting to talk about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm excited that's out in the open because it has been killing me to try to talk <laughs> about it this way. Yeah, I, I mean, I was really reluctant to to talk about it because there's that whole like, if you tell people about it, then they go, hey, that's a cool idea. And you get all that endorphin rush of like having done the thing, but by only having told people. Yeah, but uh, I think you've already gotten the endorphin rush by telling people you're working on a project. <laughs> Maybe, period. I don't know. Um, as as someone with uh, with some credentials on that. All right, that's fair. That would be my theory. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're far enough into the kick my ass to do it for real next year mode um, that people can just hold me accountable. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. So that's been our our good, the bad, and the future for this year yeah. uh, and for next year. Um, so if you want to like, so here, let me ask, let me ask uh, everyone who listens to this podcast, reach out to us. Tell us those things for you. What was it? What were the things that were good for you? What were the things that were bad for you? And what are you going to plan on doing next year? And how can we help you do those things next year? How can we help you overcome your hurdles? How can we make this podcast different or better in some way to help you um, make your game design better? Because that's what we do with each other. And that's what when you talk to us and tell us about the things you want to hear, that helps make our game design better. So how can we Absolutely. repay that? Um, and so the best way that you can do that, hit us up with your good, bad, and future stuff, if you can fit it into 280 characters, uh, <laughs> on Twitter, um, at Stop, Hack, and Roll, or I am individually at and the Meltdowns, And I'm at Dr. Captain Cobalt. You can find all of our episodes, links to some of the games we've been working on, and a little bit more at StopHackAndRoll.com. If you can't fit all of your good, bads, and futures into... 280 characters then make it a thread make it a thread and if that's not your thing then email us at, at either james or brandon at stopbackandroll.com if you would like to help other people find the show consider finding us and rating and reviewing us on itunes it's a great way for people to get recommendations if they like shows that are similar to the other shows that you like and it's a complicated algorithm that gives us more ears yeah, we make this podcast and all of our other podcasts and so a lot of our streams and all that stuff is all supported by this, which is uh, all supported by our Patreon and our fantastic backers. This month, we have a new backer and we'd like to thank Spencer Stark, as well as thank some of our old favorites like Riverhouse Games, Chad Owen, Randy Lubin, Matthew Marquez, Zoe Rich, Spencer Austin, Aaron Olson, and Finn. If you'd like to help support this show, future shows, and other cool stuff, check us out at patreon.com slash stophackandroll. And uh, one little benefit that isn't listed on the Patreon right now is that the uh, minimum viable product version of Radcrawl is available and will continue to be available to uh, Patreon backers. Is that actually posted on the Patreon? No. Oh, well then I will definitely, let's, let's get together. Let's get together after this, and I'll make sure that it's posted for people. Okay, um, sounds good. And so, the, as you are hearing this, it will already be there. If you can't support us, that is totally fine. Um, we have a, a lot of wonderful people who help us meet sort of the minimum costs of our production here. And, and, and so we are always looking for people to fulfill the other sort of kind of support that we need, which is being part of the community, of telling us about your game design stuff, letting us talk to you, um, come to our Discord, tell us about what kinds of episodes you want to hear. You can find that Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or at discord.stopbackandroll.com. As you are ending a, your own personal game design stream on Twitch, 
don't forget to stop that stream, hack, and roll. Roll.